you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt. There's Peter Schrager. There is Jason McCourty. Here's what Daniel Jones and the reigning coach of the year, Brian Dable, said after losing by three touchdowns at home. If they showed someone from Linden, I would have said Linden. Didn't play well enough. It was uh, unacceptable, and uh, I let the team down. So I've got to I've got to uh, fix it. i got to work hard to to uh, get it right, and I'm going to do that. No one expected this to be where we were, uh, where we are. So, um, yeah, there, there's some some shock. But um, at the end of the day, it's about what we do from here and uh, getting things corrected, playing better football. Do you feel like this season is starting to spiral a little bit on you guys? Yeah, it's the first quarter of the season. There's a long way to go, but uh, certainly a lot of things we got to do better. Yeah, I'd be upset too if I was a fan. So uh, there's a lot of things we got to do better, and that's what we'll try to do. Relating to the fans, very helpful. Uh, tough night for the Giants. The next few weeks, though, uh, the gas pedal, let's just say, it doesn't let up whatsoever. Giants go on the road against the Dolphins and the Bills, and then they have to host the Commanders, who seem to be playing everybody tough right now, and then the MetLife matchup. They have to play the Jets uh, in a couple of weeks. That's week eight, end of October. Uh, Ian Rapport told us yesterday Saquon Barkley has a realistic chance to play in week five after he suffered that ankle injury against the Cardinals two weeks ago. He was out against the 49ers. He was out last night. Hopefully he's back for the Giants. Is that what the Giants need uh, to turn things around? I guess, Peter, what could be the key factor here to help the Giants out? Or if you want to talk Seahawks, you do that too. Religion, faith, <laughs> prayer, <hope>. prayer, <laughs> the Almighty. <laughs> The almighty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Saquon's a running back, and we've learned that like he's a great player, but I don't know if you drop Saquon onto the field last night, the Giants are suddenly uh, winning it. They got sacked 11 times. Saquon's not playing left tackle. That's Andrew Thomas, who's also injured by chance. Um, yeah, if you're a Giants fan, you look at that schedule. We're going down to Miami in the heat. Uh, Miami has one of the most electric offenses in the league. They're going to score points. And then it's like, okay, can the Giants offense somehow keep up with that Dolphins offense? I don't see hey, it. Let's, let's personalize this for you. Okay. G- grew up in the area, Giants yeah. guy. And more recently, you were the only one amongst us yeah. who picked the New York Giants to go to the playoffs. Indeed. So what has changed in the last month from your expectations to that terrible product we saw last night? I have a lot of remorse in making that pick, looking at the product we've seen. They had an 11-day break between the 49ers game, which is understandable loss still got embarrassed 30 to 12 on prime time and beat an 11 day break to prepare for a Seahawks team that lost to the Rams in week one and this Seahawks team I think it was Sean O'Hara our dear friend said their defense hasn't looked as good since they won the Super Bowl against Denver and another Manning brother um, mm. against Peyton it was done in jest because Peyton was on the broadcast but like I mean this I haven't seen this since the Legion of Boom stuff and 
I'm not saying that. But I did see Andy Dalton throw all over this defense last week in Seattle. Yeah. So you can't tell me that they suddenly ran into the 78 Steelers. No, this is a problem for the Giants. Couldn't protect Daniel Jones. He got sacked 11 times. He looked inept. You go to the sideline, the coach is throwing a tablet at his feet, and Daniel Jones doesn't have a flicker of emotion back. I don't see how they're suddenly going to come up and rise from the ashes and beat the Dolphins and the Bills the next two weeks. I don't. Uh, where do you go from here? I don't know. I look back on it, and I did say that they are a playoff team, and I did say that I thought they were a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Why? Because of Jones? You, you like Because they had the coach of the year, and they yeah. won a road playoff game last year, and they picked up apparently a guy who was supposed to make a difference, and I don't know if he's on a milk carton, but Darren Waller hasn't mm-hmm. been seen. Mm-hmm. And Paris Campbell was supposed to be something. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, they also got these defensive players in the draft that we were supposed to hear from. Yeah. Deontay Banks was a first-round pick. Everyone was super excited. Like, we haven't seen it. So I was wrong. They're probably not going to the playoffs. I know that they can make a run here, but I don't think Saquon is a difference. I think it's an entire organizational thing right now. And you get sacked 11 times after you have an 11-day break to prepare. Uh, I don't know. I don't see where to go from here. I will say this. When the Giants were haggling with Daniel Jones and he fired his old agents at CAA and yeah. he hired athletes first and it, it never felt like the Giants were dying to pay him. And is that ever a good thing when you're put in a corner yeah. and you're like, we have to pay him? Fine, we will. Right. Here we are eight months later. Does it look like the Giants were ecstatic at the time to pay him? No. And are the Giants fans now ecstatic that they paid him? Probably not. So we'll see where it goes. But Brock Purdy's making seventy-eight bucks a game, and the Niners yeah. are destroying everybody. Yeah, and the Giants' Sucks. offensive line. There's a lot of offensive oh, lines that are banged up. It's not just the offensive <laughs> know, line. Man. In, in defense of that playoff yeah. road win against the Vikings, that team, I think, like the 2022 Vikings, were like they were liars. They won a bunch of games by one score, and then they lost that game at home. I don't think they were like this team that was like the proof is in the pudding that if we beat the yeah. Vikings, like that's it. They. They were, you know, kind of... Just real quick. You talk about the Giants and, like... Don't be real quick. Just go. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they're 0-7 on Monday night with Daniel Jones. You talk about last year's loss was a a liar for, like, or the last year's season for the Vikings was a liar. Like, at some point, it's not a lie when you can't win in prime time. They've been outscored by 82 points Mm -hmm. on just Monday night football. Mm -hmm. So, the nation sees you and you guys can't win. Like, again, I'll give you the San Francisco game, but the two big games for them... The Cowboys beat them at home 40 to nothing, and the Seahawks beat them 24 to 3. And they get the Bills in two weeks on Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like. All the talk coming from the Giants this week was fast start. We got to get to a fast yeah. start. These first halves have been terrible. It was the worst. They haven't been good since that first drive when they got a field goal blocked. Yeah. And that was in week one. They <laughs> marched right down the field against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Thomas hurt, done. Yeah. Field goal blocked. Sorry, I sound like I'm like talk radio. I, I, I just I watched every point. Giants game and I followed and I bought into the offseason hype. Okay. I hear you say Daniel Jones changing representation. Get paid, Daniel Jones, because so far it hasn't looked great. But the fact that he did get his money and he did perform last year, and I'm not going to discredit their last season. You look at Ryan Dable comes over first year as a head coach and they go to the playoffs. That is huge. Daniel Jones, who kind of was a failure in fans' eyes, he gets under Dable and has a really good year last year. Now, the issue of the challenge is coming off a good year, the first good year, is can you back it up? Because now everybody has witnessed over the course of 17 games what the plan is with you at quarterback, and this year there's been no answers. But on top of that, you talked about the 11 sacks. They haven't been able to hold up as an offensive line. Last year we gave Daniel Jones a ton of credit because there weren't a lot of weapons around him. And now this year, yes, they go out and get Darren Waller, and you mentioned Paris Campbell. But you still look at that Giants offense out there. You remove Saquon Barkley from from the equation, 
Other than Darren Waller, is there anybody out there you're like, my goodness, like we got a game plan around this guy. So you're looking at a similar offense where you were relying on Daniel Jones stepping up, making a ton of plays. You didn't want to even pay Saquon Barkley this last year, and now here we are asking, well, if Saquon Barkley comes back, could the Giants offense, blah, 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 Saquon Barkley may be like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and rest his ankle a little bit more and make sure I'm healthy enough to try to get a contract this offseason. It's, it's just not fun out there for the New York Giants. <laughs> it's not, and this was supposed to be the New York season. Jets, Giants, oh, yeah. and we were finally, we're celebrating back in the day Conan used to have this bit called the curse of cocoon where all these people from the movie cocoon were dying and he was tracking (laughs) it but that's because they were so old at the time it was just they were dying of natural cause it was a bit oh is there like a curse of the coach of the year like I've just been tracking this some of these guys all right Matt Nagy wins it the Bears go 12 and 4 I feel like 50 years ago Kevin Stefanski wins it they haven't Mm. been back since Mike Vrabel wins a couple years ago. Last year was terrible for the Titans. This year we'll see. And now Brian Dable shows up and is this terrible, terrible stuff. A lot of times coach of the year, you, you shot out of a cannon, you play a weak schedule, you catch everybody off guard. And then that second year, the schedule's tough, nobody's surprised, and you get your clock cleaned. That's what it looks like right now. I also say this. We've talked about this this morning. I hope we have it. At the end of the game, when the, door, when the wheels are coming off, the head coach of the Giants goes over to the franchise $46 million a year against the cap quarterback of the Giants. Has a little talk, a little something, and there's certainly no agreement. Doesn't appear to be any chemistry. And then there's this very dismissive toss of the surface. It's not at his feet, it's, but it is at him. Rough. I, I happen to think slash know that there are some very successful coaches in this league, even on good teams that don't like their quarterback situation and maybe don't even like their quarterback. I'm not going to name the names because I know them. Are, you, are we reaching a point where Brian Dable was like, remember when I had Josh Allen and people are going to try to patronize me and say that this Daniel Jones is the next Josh Allen? He ain't nothing like Josh mm. Allen. And especially with no blocking. The line sucks and the quarterback's pissing me off. The body <laughs> language right there is like if you could get Dable alone away and maybe like a couple of beers and be like, hey, coach, how's it going with DJ? And he'd be like, Pfft. Let me tell you something. And if he just, the, the truth serum came out, none of this, no media, none of that. Like, I bet he would be singing some songs about Daniel Jones. I'm not sure where the relationship is there. Dable has such swag. He has a cigar. Very cool guy. To, yeah. to Biggie. He's got like this thing. He's very like, yeah. he's like, and Daniel Jones has no swag. Zero. He's just kind of like backpack, go to work. And the Giants fans love that because it's like, we don't want to hear from you. We want to just be like, mm-hmm. but when you're losing and you're getting beaten like this, you want to see a little emotion. And I think Dable showed the emotion with that flip of the yeah t- that's him daniel jones mm-hmm. new yorkers love that giants hands love that yeah, out of there's, daniel jones there's like, like a there's like a like we're above it thing maybe with like like eli was always like even keeled and all this thing like was. don't worry like he can handle all the stuff yeah, like that's okay yeah. we appreciate the calm and the poise mm. but when you're losing you want to see a little something yeah uh, i don't care i don't think dable cares if, if daniel jones listens to drake i think yeah. he wishes he would stop fumbling <laughs> He'd love him to listen to him in that interaction, sure. apparently, right there. Uh, <laughs> he listens to Trent, right? Pelissero, good morning to you. A uh, huge win um, for the Bills this past Sunday, but it came at a cost. That's right, Jamie. An MRI on Monday confirmed the Bills' fears. Cornerback Tredavious White out for the rest of the season because of a torn Achilles. This is just brutal nose for White, a two-time Pro Bowl selection who tore his ACL on Thanksgiving in 2021, worked his way back, only appeared in six games last season, now yet another season-ending injury. Now, the Bills' defense should be getting some reinforcements soon. Sean McDermott confirming that Von Miller will return to practice this week. Now, 
Could be tricky for Vaughn, who's coming off of the torn ACL, to get back for this week's game, given that it is a London game on Sunday against the Jaguars, which you can see exclusively on NFL+. Plus. But sooner than later, either way, Vaughn Miller, one of the NFL's top pass rushers through his career, should be back on the field. In other news, Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett suffered a bone bruise and a muscle strain in his knee on Sunday against the Texans. Given what it could have been, this is not the worst of news for the Steelers here. There's a chance, however slim, that Pickett potentially could play this week in a big division game against the Ravens. They have a bye, though, the week after. It would make sense probably to go the conservative route. If Pickett does not start this week, that it would be Mitchell Trubisky in line to lead a struggling Steelers offense. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. Jason's calling bingo at the old folks' home tonight if yep. you want to be there. And meet him. Jason, you, you're the hardest working sleep. man. He doesn't sleep. Um, let's bring it back into I town in New York. We saw the Jets play Sunday night, Giants play Monday night. The Jets lost on Sunday night by three points to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. After the game, Rodney Harrison, who was on NBC in their postgame show, had some harsh words, or he was trying to engage in harsh words about Zach Wilson. Robert Sala was then asked about the response yesterday. I heard about it, and from my understanding, uh, Rodney uh, uh, this morning handled everything the right way. Uh, Rodney's a good man, and uh, uh, whatever he's getting for um, for that is it's uh, water under the bridge. I think he's he, he's handled it exactly the way he's supposed to. It's part of the profession, uh, fair unfair. I um, you know it's not it's not even though it feels personal, it's not personal. Uh, you can't take it personal. People are trying to eat too and trying to. Uh, um, uh, you know, it's I, I we, we get it. You know, it's just part of the part of the business, part of the profession. That is indeed true, but it was an odd response from Ronnie Harrison. He was asking specifically Chris Jones about the analysis of Zach Wilson's play. You can find the clip if you want to. Coach Sala diffused the situation and has shown plenty of support of Zach Wilson yesterday, today, and in the future, it seems like. Do we feel any differently, though, about Zach Wilson after what we saw on Sunday night? Yes, Zach Wilson can play football. <laughs> He's a confident quarterback, and there's a chance, there's a glimmer. Like, I um, thought the differences between Daniel Jones last night and Zach Wilson two nights ago were drastic. Daniel Jones, after the game, everyone slumped shoulders, they walk off. Zach Wilson, after the game, Patrick Mahomes is bringing him in, and is like, bro, you got this. Like, you have a chance. And I think the response in the media was fascinating to Rodney Harrison kind of poking the bear with Chris Jones. Zach Wilson went from being the punching bag to everybody to suddenly being the sympathetic figure yeah. that everyone's rallying around. I feel like after the, the exchange with Harrison and Chris Jones, everyone's like, how dare Harrison do that? Meanwhile, every single person on all the networks were bashing Zach Wilson for the last two weeks. And yeah. not one of them was like, hey, wait a second. I was wrong on Zach. Uh, the truth of the matter is he was the number two overall pick for a reason. The guy's got incredible natural football skills. Sometimes he doesn't read the field, and at year three you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I don't see why it's not clicking yet. That's separate to whether the guy has ability. There was one drive, 
Sunday night that started the third quarter that we saw it all on display. And it was against a very good Chiefs defense. Zach Wilson down eight points, took this team right down the field, sliced and diced, looked like the leader that they were hoping they got when they drafted him second overall right after Trevor Lawrence a few years back and they discarded Sam Darnold to get him. It was symmetry. It was beautiful. And he, like a surgeon, took them right down, touchdown, and then the two-pointer, which shows you, like, there, there's a little bit of that Favre that people talk about with him. Everyone compares him to mm-hmm. Rodgers. Like, there's a little Favre, too. Like, get me. I'm a gunslinger. I can do it. Zach Wilson showed us he's got it. He has it. It was just a little bit of it, though. Now, how can you put that together drive after drive after drive? Because every quarterback has an opportunity to look like an all-star for one drive. Wilson showed it in a few plays and a few moments. I think it's a much sunnier version of Zach Wilson this week as opposed to last week when he looked completely inept against the Patriots and two weeks ago against the Cowboys where he looked completely lost. So, yes, I mean, the curve is very low right now. Like, what is the bar for entry here? They're one and three, and they lost the game. And we're like, yeah, he's got a shot. Um, But I think as they go to Denver, they are underdogs Mm -hmm. in Denver. I think you have to feel pretty optimistic as a Jets fan that Zach Wilson can go out there and lead his team to victory. Yeah, the, the drive you showed, the two passes to the tight end, the ball placement, throwing back shoulder throws, and then the one to Lazard in the end zone. Yeah, it was one drive, but we just hadn't seen that. And I think to your point, when you talk about sports media, people got on Rodney Harrison so bad because Zach Wilson played well Sunday night, and we hadn't seen that from him, so while everybody else was destroying Zach Wilson, it was after a future game where he's just running around, he's holding the ball, and it's just like, what is this guy doing? And a night where he actually performed, it was just like, well, like, let's give him a break, let's call it how we see it, because he played well. Now you can harp on the drop snap later on in the game that ultimately kind of killed him in the fourth quarter, but as I look at Zach Wilson, forget about what it does to fans or media members, his game of the trust you may have him. I look at what it has to do for Zach Wilson mentally. Mm-hmm. Last year, we heard Tua Tungavailoa come out and say, from a confidence standpoint, he was kind of looking in a mirror and he's saying to himself, do I suck? Am I good enough to play in the NFL? Am I a starting quarterback? Think about what Zach Wilson has gone through since he's been in the league. There's no way, from a mental standpoint, you don't start to question your own ability if you belong how your teammates feel about you, with how bad he was playing, with how much pressure was on him as a quarterback. A conf- the confidence level of a quarterback, when so much falls on your shoulders, play in and play out, it's a tough spot. I've been on teams where a head coach wouldn't criticize his quarterback in the meeting room or would tell a defense or a scout team to take it easy to try to build a guy up for that upcoming Sunday. For Zach Wilson, what he's gone through, what everybody has said about him, what he's playing, you can ignore the noise to a certain extent. But to me, what his performance is, and they didn't win the game. There are more victories and all of that, this, that, and the third. But what a game like Sunday night has to do for his confidence going in to a game against the Denver Broncos is just like, No, I'm not Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm not the next greatest thing. But you know what? Maybe I can play in this league. Maybe I can manage the game and get our team to a few wins. Whatever that may come of it, I think it was a huge night for him to just be able to look in the mirror after a game and say, you know what, I'm not a punching bag tomorrow. I actually did perform. And my teammates, Mm. they feel that around me. And I think it will carry over. He would look in the mirror and say, do I, do I suck? I, you, That's what he said. Uh, before has to. I remember season. Tua said it. And yeah, if sure. Tua's saying it where there were glimpses, we haven't really seen a glimpse of Zach Wilson until Sunday night. Yeah. I do it all the time after the show, too. It sucks. You <laughs> yeah. got to do it sometimes. Yes. Uh, um, I, yesterday, I came out and was not as impressed with Zach Wilson as everybody else seemingly is. And 24 hours later, I feel the same way. Um, but I, there is something with the media thing. The Rodney Harrison thing taps into there's a New York mentality, which is like, 
we can bash our quarterback. Like, mm. we can get after him. He is one of us. But the second someone else does it, all of a sudden we have his back. Yes. It's kind of a hard thing to explain. Like, it's, it's a New York really thing. True. Like, we will carve up all yeah. these athletes that are New Yorkers. But, like, the second somebody from Philly or L.A. or Boston, then it's on. Then it's our guy. I've seen it happen with a million guys. And there's a sympathy for Zach Wilson yeah. now. Let's just talk in bottom lines, though. I'm not really terribly interested in his feelings or his confidence or his conversations. Can, are we going to get the Jets to a wild card this year? Is that going to possibly happen? Is all, does anybody else, anything else matter? They're one and three. You know, they lost. They scored 20 points. He fumbled at the end of the game. They kind of blew it. I figured you got to go nine and four the rest of the way if you're going to get sniff an AFC wild card. That'll that's get not, you to that's not the expectation seven. for a Zach Wilson-led Jets. So it's over. No, they're not making the playoffs with Zach Wilson as a Okay, so then what do we care and what are we talking about? Like, I, I, I don't even understand the substance of the topic. Because no matter what, you're looking at him as potential. <laughs> Still have as, Jets on primetime four times yeah. okay. in the season. The Jets still had all this hope, and yeah. even if Rodgers doesn't come back for next year, if they can compete, that's a team worth watching. I remember when Vinny went down, and they stuck with Rick Meyer. They stuck with Rick Meyer. Yeah. Then finally, Ray Lucas, Rutgers guy, yes, came sir. in, and they started winning games. And like Jets fans talk about that season. They missed the playoffs. as one of their favorite seasons ever because no one believed in them, and they still found a way to finish out the season strong. Well, that's, they still can do that. That's very sad to me that that's one of their favorite seasons ever. <laughs> you didn't even make the playoffs? Jesus Christ, Jets fans. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Ray Lucas. <laughs> I like Ray Lucas, too. He's got an incredible personal story, but I'm still a little bit lost. We're all saying, oh, they're done. They're not making the playoffs. I thought that was but they compete. Ask- they will be on television. Okay. I thought like- that was going to inspire you where you were like, you're like, oh, that's pretty damn sad. Well, I don't know. Listen, like, I, I just, I don't have the time to be asked and be like, maybe if we want to have a conversation about, listen, the schedule's coming up. They got the Giants. They're terrible. I hear you. Broncos. Like, there's some teams that they could beat. And if you're sitting here and like, oh my God, they're, they're four and four. Fine, like, but there's 32 teams to cover, guys. Like, I, I'd rather talk about the Texans than yeah. the Jets. If you're not relevant and you're not winning, we only got three hours. So kindly step aside. I, I'll do respect to your goodwill story and all that. Like, we're a national show, so I, I would much rather talk about the bleeping uh, commanders who have, like, won a couple games this year. So I, my bottom line is, can you win a game? <laughs> yeah. If you beat Denver, then, like, you're snapping a three-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. And then, like... We got something here. But until they actually win, not try better, not have a good attitude, not feel good in the mirror afterwards. I like, think you're speaking win for the game. a lot of people at home as okay. well right now who don't live in the 732-908-516 uh, okay. area code. I feel well, like there's you're... also, listen to me, there was some sort of beautiful infomercial for Zach Wilson the other night. I'm like, whoa, yeah. look at this guy. He can throw. Yeah, he's a third-year pro. He's a second overall pick. Of course he can throw. Yeah. It's a little patronizing to me. So he played really well until they win Jamie Erdahl. Yep. Uh, the Jets, to me, are, I, we got other things to talk yeah. about. So you, you have to win to lead the hour on Good Morning Football. I would think. Yeah. yeah. So what Even do we just do Tuesday. the first two hours of the show talking about the Giants? We're talking about the Seahawks. Oh, That's sorry. what we're talking about. My bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not interested until they win. Why not just like straight up evaluate him for the rest of the season so you know what you're getting if you're a Jets person for the next couple of years? Can that be the argument to care about whether or not he's doing good or no, bad? Listen, if, you already know. Uh, we, we, hopefully we never say the word Zach Wilson again after this year. It, never. Never. It's Rodgers next year. It's a, it's a shame that we're saying it this year. This is not a happy story. I, Peter, you're working hard over there. Gino Smith with I'm like, you see my facial expressions. I'm like that because I... He played you, well on Sunday. This guy played what, well. What, do you want a cookie? <laughs> Good for you. We found our backup quarterback. Uh, I don't even know if Zach that's true. Zach Wilson gave Peter everything he wanted out of Daniel Jones on Monday night, which was he played well and he showed some emotion. It's a little too. bit of emotion. Zach was bummed. He was upset he fumbled the ball. He took some accountability. Yeah. I'm watching Daniel Jones last night. I, that's wonderful.
The Jets are like, all right, we got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And we keep scoring in this league. Like that's that's the way it works. Production yeah, business. Yeah, you got it. the scoreboard. Yeah. It's really all right, come great. up with your come up with him. your Texans and Commanders topic and let win. us know what it is. Yeah. Um, sure. Great. <laughs> I'd rather talk about their rookie quarterback right now, like than than right. Zach Wilson. Yeah, These right. guys winning. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Back to nine oh one a.m. Let's do it again. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Freeman in the shotgun. Freeman throws, and it's yes. intercepted by Malcolm Jenkins. And Malcolm Jenkins first in the NFL. Manning is back again. He steps up. He's being raced. It's Henson interception. It's picked off and running all the way up for a touchdown is Malcolm Jenkins. They bring it from the other side. He's under pressure, rolling out to his right. He's going to throw a ball up in the air, and that ball is going to be picked off. Malcolm Jenkins gets in on the fun. And go and take yourselves a photograph in the end zone. Our next guest is a special one for me. Back in 2005, we were playing together in a high school all-star game, the Governor's Bowl, New York versus New Jersey. Now we're sitting at the breakfast table, 13 years in the NFL, a two-time Super Bowl champion, a legend in both New Orleans and in Philly. Please welcome to the table, Malcolm Jenkins. Look at you. Appreciate you guys having me. It's been 13 years for you too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 13. It was a great run. You look good. You look amazing. I'm still, we, we, you know. We do a segment called The Fit List. This would be on there for all the uh, right I, reasons. I appreciate so, that. So, appreciate that. But you retired a year and a half now. I know you've been the busiest man while you were playing. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? You know, for the first year, last year, I kind of stayed close to the game. I, I almost ended up coming back to the Eagles when they got some injuries late in the year. Uh, but the last year, I really just stepped away from the game. I've been traveling a lot, been collecting art, hanging out with artists, just kind of getting away from, you know, the sport. You've been playing since you were seven years old. And so I'm trying to, you know, just kind of give it a little bit of a break, uh, but still running my businesses, doing my foundation, spending a lot of time with my kids, uh, you know, and, that's, and, and obviously writing this book has been yeah. a biggest thing. Uh, what Winners Won't Tell You dropped today. I wrote a memoir uh, that was, it, I started writing it while I was playing those mm-hmm. last couple of years, knowing that okay, my career is about to come to an mm-hmm. end. How do I contextualize this and really showcase the behind the scenes, you know, of that 13 year, uh, year career? So, so you mentioned it, an author. Let's get in. You want the fit list. Look yeah. at this guy right here. <laughs> Vulnerable, uh, shirtless, all yeah. business. Yeah. Pads all. won't tell you. Lessons from a legendary defender. We have a lot of questions about this, Malcolm. First of all, down on the bottom of the cover, it says forward by Tom Brady. Wow. Mm-hmm. Brady's a super busy guy. That's a flex. How do you go and say, like, Tom, take time out of your day and write a forward for my book. What's that like? Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. One, I had been trolling Tom for a few years about that Super Bowl. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So the accent was a little, you know, it was a little uh, iffy, but um, I didn't even have his number. I'm like, hey, how do I get in touch with, with Tom? And Devin actually was like, hey, Tom replies to his IG way more than he does a text oh, message. So I DM him. Noted. 
And he replied. And so I'm like, hey, you know, I would love for you to write the forward. And he obviously, you know, blessed it. The, the, when I'm writing a title as legendary defender, it's like who better than, than your favorite opponent? And I, obviously I got a lot of respect for Tom, who he is. I think he's the GOAT. Uh, so to have him kind of bless the forward was definitely, awesome. definitely the cherry oh, on top. Yes. Well, and yeah. for him to set the table for the title, what winners won't tell you, to have both of your names on the cover of that book, that's so cool <laughs> yeah. for you. Um, I know you said you stepped away from the game a little bit, but you're still watching it enough that we want to ask about the Eagles. Can we do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. They're one of two teams still remain undefeated in the NFL, the 49ers being the other one. But their 4-0 feels odd to us at times. We, we say on the table, like, pardon our dust a little bit as the mm. Eagles have won some of these games. What is your stance on the difference between teams that are winning games versus dominating the teams that they're playing? Yeah, I don't know when Philly got so used to style points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, we're a blue-collar city. It's like the only thing that matters are, are wins, right? When, when we look back at the season, we don't look at how many points you scored mm-hmm. or what the difference was. And I think they're actually in a good place coming off of a Super Bowl. The hardest thing to do is flush last season. Yeah. Uh, so when you're winning, but you still have all of these things you feel like you need to get better at, that allows you to stay in the moment, allows you to stay, you know, you know, focused on getting better week to week. The fans are somehow upset, so it allows you to create this us versus them yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they need, you know, because you need to flush last year, you know, as fast as possible. And I think that's what is happening right now. We're looking at the team last year yeah. and expecting to see the same thing, but every single year is a different team. There's going to be a new path for them. I'm, I'm excited to read the book. I've already started skimming it here at the table. Same. It comes out today. Again, it's called What Winners Won't Tell You, Lessons from a Legendary Defender, Malcolm Jenkins, of course, one of the great NFL players of his generation. You played for Sean Payton. Mm. And for all the, the stuff that we read about with Sean and what you see in the media, he is known as a master motivator mm-hmm. and gets the most out of his guys. What's your best Sean Payton story in the book? Uh, you know, Sean, I talk about, you know, he's he's – He's very direct, right? He's somebody who's not going to mince his words or things like that. And I remember missing a game. I had a few missed tackles. Uh, and, he, and he comes up to me in practice the next week as I'm stretching. And he just casually walks by and says, hey, uh, safeties who can't tackle are somebody else's safety." Wow. <laughs> and walks away. I'm like, hold on, son. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Come, come back. What does that mean? He's like, you know, oh, that's not from me. You know, Bill Parcells. Parcells always. Is, is, is his mentor. He's like, that's from Parcells. It's not from me. And he walks away. And so, you know, I've seen him call guys out and do those things. But the one thing about Sean is you will always know what your responsibility is, right. what your role is on a team, and what it is you're expected to do. And I think, you know, as a player, you want that. You want to know what you're being evaluated for. You want to know what a coach is thinking uh, and he does not mince words. Mm. Oh, saved a place for. Somebody. Oh my gosh, I just like got the shivers. In my <laughs> <laughs> you gotta step the game up. Yeah, you gotta step the game up. In the forward, Brady talks about how he doesn't like to relive the final quarter of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Patriots Eagles. It's a weird game because he was prolific statistically. Yeah. And then BG makes the strip at the end of the game. Just take us back to that day. I know there's a lot about it in the book. What do you remember about that incredible Patriots Eagles Super Bowl? You know, I remember the things leading up to that game. You know, so much going on uh, through our season, the Players Coalition and and negotiating with the NFL. Meek Mill was, you know, sending us messages. He was incarcerated at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite thing about that game was just the entrance. I think I can't remember what the Patriots came out to. Really? But we came out to Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares, oh and I knew the game was over at that point. You know, because we just, we had that energy. We were going to show up the same way that we had, you know, been all year. Most of us, all of us, except for myself and a couple guys, have never been there before. Yeah. And if it's one thing I told them, is like, they always say, hey, act like you've been there before. It's like, no, don't act like you've been there before. Be who you were, in, you know, to get here. Mm. Uh, and so for us to bring that back to Philly was was 
It was special. This book is going to tell your story, but I think your impact is off the field mm-hmm. more than on the field. Um, your legacy as an NFL player, if someone says meet you in an elevator, first time of their career, say, hey, what were you about as an NFL player? What would you tell them? Uh, I mean, I think I always try to lead with love. Like, if you go back and listen to any of my mic'd ups and things like that, like, I always pregame tell the players that I play with, coaches, like, I love you. This is a dangerous game that we play. Um, but it's, a, it's one that you have to play unselfishly. And that's not just on the field, that's off the field. I'm somebody who leads with love in my community and my family. Uh, and so hopefully that's, those are the things that you see in this book. It's definitely a journey and a maturation of, of you know, going from a boy all the way to the man you see today. And I'm connecting the dots of you know, the people and experiences that have changed my life and really molded me. And hopefully you know, people see uh, the flaws, the, the, mm-hmm. the positives, and, and get some inspiration from it. It's cool. One of the one of the things that caught my eye was you talk about losing a national championship back when you were at Ohio State, back Florida, to back. like yeah. back to back ones. Like that's the kind of stuff that's also in here too. It's not just your time in the NFL. Oh no, it's this is this stuff. is not a pat myself on the back type of yeah. book. It's very tell. much, um, you know, exposing because that's the thing. A lot of winners won't tell you the dirty side of or right. the shadow side of their light, right? So it's about you know all of the failures that it taught me lessons to where later in life I can stand on those lessons and then you know the fighter that you see me you know be for the community or uh, anything else comes from you know a story I talk about my grandmother pushing me back outside to go fight a bully, like those things right. yeah those things are what made me you know who I am today so. Hopefully, uh, after this 13-year career, this book allows people to go back, look at my story, and put it in proper context. I'm just from an observational cool. standpoint, I got two amazing men and leaders and fathers here. And Jason, you were a member of the NFLPA for many years. Malcolm, of course, you have a huge voice. I think on behalf of Jamie, Kyle, myself in the audience, like thank you for using your platform yeah. to further that. advance things, not just for football, for the players of the organizations no. that they played for. No, thank you. That's no doubt about it. Honor having you here, man. I feel enlightened every time I get a chance mm-hmm. to be in your yeah, presence. Man. So appreciate you. Congrats on the book, doing Thank amazing you. things. I know there's better things to come as well, man. Yes, sir. Nice to have you, man. What Thank winners you. won't tell you, lead with love. I love that. I'm so good to see you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 